Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Yes, hello, <laughs> That's uh, Emilio. He's in a Hi. silly mood today. Um, we're going to uh, be talking about what happened uh, this past week in uh, NBA action. It was a week that featured a lot of big-time performances, and we're going to be uh, talking about those here in addition to other NBA news. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's dig into this. I, I would say uh, in terms of uh, big picture uh, news, like not relating to specific games this week, yeah. most of it uh, kind of circulating around the All-Star game, which uh, was it, it seemed like it wasn't going to happen for quite some time. Like they were just going to name All-Stars, but not actually have any kind of festivities. But it seems that the uh, league and the Players Association have come together on some sort of agreement where they're going to have everything kind of condensed into one day, but it's going to involve uh, all the All-Stars, uh, you know, heading to Atlanta and uh, participating in a game and in uh, the related skills competitions that uh, comprise the uh, the broadcast. So but, people will be able to watch yeah. that. But um, a bunch of players are um, shooting that idea down, including De'Aaron Fox, LeBron James, and many more. Yeah, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it, it's been... Uh, uh, seem to be pretty unpopular among the uh, among the players, and it, it is an interesting situation, I think, because it's like, why would this uh, be happening if not uh, for the players being on board with it? I mean, it, it, you know, it seems like there's an agreement here between the uh, between their union and the league. I understand everybody is looking to make money, and you know, players have been pretty direct about you know acknowledging that. I mean, that that's a, a major component, but uh, yeah, I mean, why why is it going on? You would think uh, LeBron James would have uh, quite a bit of power to wield behind the scenes to prevent something like this from happening if that's what he wanted. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, not to hear uh, Chris Paul say anything is kind of interesting. He's the uh, head yeah. of the Players Association. Presumably he's on board with this in uh, some way or another. Yeah, I mean, I mean, probably if he wasn't, I mean, they would probably shut it down. Yeah, I tend to agree. There has to be some sort of uh, meeting of the minds between the uh, league and the union for something like this to happen. So yeah. something that might bear watching. I mean, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm among the players for the All-Star Game festivities. <laughs> uh, so let's let's keep moving. We'll certainly be watching, uh, you know, some of the uh, some of the festivities there, uh, you know, three-point shootout, slam dunk contest. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess, you know, that we'll have to see if uh, if it does actually come together here. And I know these players were looking forward to some kind of a break as well, which, um, you know, they won't be getting now, which, uh, you know, is disappointing for them. Uh, what do you mean? Understandably so. Well, I mean, I think the idea had been that if there was no All-Star game, there would instead be this, like, week-long break that all NBA players would get to enjoy. Obviously, uh, you know when there's when you have all stars, those guys have more responsibilities over the over that you know all star break period where they have to go to you know play the game and go to the all star game city and etc. But uh, I, I think they were under the impression guys like Giannis uh, and LeBron that they were going to have that time off, and now they don't have that time off. They've got to travel to Atlanta and oh. do all the all the all star game stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anything else you want to say about uh, about the All Star Game here? I mean, we're, we're obviously going to uh, you know find out more as we get closer to the time, and uh, as you know, we've started to see some early returns in the voting. I think we can hold off on that for right now. We'll, we'll you know discuss uh, you know some of the returns in the voting as uh, yeah. we get a little closer to the time. Yeah. Uh, let's talk also about about a kind of a strange uh, you know twenty twenty one specific uh, issue or twenty twenty I, I guess as well where. Uh, KD had some uh, some strange uh, availability issues related to uh, coronavirus uh, just this past week. Yeah, so he um, 
he did not start. I think that was the first time it's ever happened in, in his career. And, um, yeah, and then he got in. He didn't start because of healthy safety protocols. And then he got in, and then he played 19 minutes or so, and then he was taken out for health and safety protocols. I mean, it's got to be pretty annoying. Absolutely. And he, he certainly seemed frustrated. Uh, famously now uh, tweeted after he'd been removed from the game while the game was still going on, uh, free me, a uh, very stylish uh, tweet from uh, from KD. A guy knows how to, uh, you know, attract attention and, uh, you know, get, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, get, get his message out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely some frustration. It's more emblematic of uh, kind of the the ongoing issues that uh, the league is facing yeah. with, uh, you know, people being removed from games and play for contact tracing. KD already missed, I think it was four games earlier in the season for, uh, you know, you know, contact tracing related reasons. And um the league's just in a tough spot with, with regard to uh, trying to keep everybody safe and maintain yeah. this balance and also not be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, KD apparently, uh, you know, is going to be cleared from uh, the health and safety protocols on Friday. So he's, okay. he's still, you know, prone to miss a few more games here for the Nets. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously the, there's some, you know, plan for him to, you know, miss some games over the course of the season anyway, but you're certainly not looking to, uh, you know, miss multiple games in a row like this is going to uh, require. Yeah, he's already missed probably like eight games now or something. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it certainly hurts the Nets, even though, you know, they should be pretty comfortably locked into a uh, playoff spot, you would think. Yeah, and that leads right into um, we're, we're going to just um, check out the standings quickly here. Um, yeah, anything jump out at you from uh, over the course of the past week? Any, any? I mean, there's no teams that are on, like, major heaters at this point, although the Jazz, uh, as you mentioned in uh, last week's episode, had been on an 11-game run prior to losing last Sunday before we recorded. Yeah, and then um, they've won three in a row since and are about to play today as we record. Also, um, Kings on a three-game winning streak, Pelicans on a three-game winning streak, and, um, yeah, Rockets had a big run this week. Yeah, they've been really hot and looked really good since the uh, James Harden trade. I know they're um, – and we'll get to this later in the show. They're dealing with uh, some injury issues now. Christian Wood uh, might be unavailable for a little bit. Um but, yeah, I mean, they've certainly been impressive, and you're starting to see some separation happening, as we mentioned last week in the Western Conference with the Jazz, uh, Lakers, and Clippers kind of uh, breaking away from the rest of the pack a little bit. Interesting to see the Spurs in the mix. I mean, they've, they've probably been better oh, than yeah, expected yeah. so far this year at, at 13 and 10. And I think, uh, you know, you look further down Mavericks. the uh, Western Conference standings. Yeah, I mean, talk about that for a sec. Yeah, Mavericks, very surprising, really um 10 and 14 and 15th in the or 14th in the Western Conference. And I mean, that's just really not good. I mean, there's no real um, worries about dropping down to that 15th spot because that's probably going to be locked in all year for the Timberwolves, I think. You would think so. I mean, although it, it should be said, uh, the Thunder just a few games ahead of the, uh, the Timberwolves and uh, just a little bit ahead of the Mavericks. Uh, at, at 10 and 12, a lot better than people would have anticipated coming into the season, I think. I think they were thought of as, as one of the contenders for maybe the worst record in the league. I honestly don't think – the Pella, they've looked bad these last two years, and I've actually had some belief in their teams. You're talking about the Pelicans? No. The Thunder? Yes, the Thunder. Yeah. I, I, don't underrate them anymore. I think the Thunder – yeah, I think Thunder are good. There's just been so much change there from uh, where they were, you know, a year ago with that team, you know, led by Chris Paul and, you know, Steve Adams was there and, you know, the, the personnel's changed a lot, but I think they've, and you know, new coach, I mean, Billy Donovan has moved on uh, just, you know, 
and good culture there. I mean, and you know, they've managed to uh, get some impressive results so far this season. Yeah. So you want to move into um, our player of the week? Yeah. So we're going to uh, premiere this uh, this week. We're going to talk about uh, the player who uh, we think uh, performed at the highest level over the course of the past week. And we'll talk about a bunch of uh, the week's excellent performances as we tend to do on these uh, weekly episodes. Mills, who was your player of the week? Um, yes, it was um, Nazir Little. I mean, he had a great week. And um, yeah, I mean, one game started this week and um, he really put on a show. <laughs> so Millie was joking, but I did actually want to uh, put some shine on uh, Nasir Little this week. I mean, guy who hasn't really established himself in the NBA yet, I wouldn't say. No. Uh, hasn't gotten a lot of run with the uh, with the Blazers. But this week, he played a game, and he really, really balled out. I mean, the uh, the Blazers with a uh, surprising victory. Sorry, that, that wasn't their victory. That was a game against the uh, the Bucks, which they uh, which, which they lost. But he he played terrific. 11 out of 18 from the floor, 5 to 7 from 3, and a career-high 30 points for Nasir Little. Yeah, great. All right, who That's is, why I had him on the player of the week. Who is actually your player of the week? Well, yes. I mean, if you got to be honest, it was Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, he really had a great week. I'm just kidding. Nikola Jokic was my player of the week. Yeah, so talk a little bit about uh, Nikola Jokic. This guy had a uh, had a night for the ages uh, last night, but he's he's been killing it this week. Yeah, definitely with averaging 41, no, I'm sorry, 36.7 points per game this week with a 47-point game and a 50-point game. But he only had 13 in the other game, so that took down a little bit. Oops. Yeah, 50 points, I mean, a career high. I mean, he had tied his career high earlier in the week, as you mentioned, with uh, with 47. Last night, I mean, I was watching this uh, last night, I mean, 20 for 33 from the floor. I mean, Yeah, like, we were both watching that one. Guys, guys really getting up some shots. and. Yeah. uh yeah, extremely impressive, and I, you know, I think it even goes beyond that because I mean, you look at his his full stat line from from last night in particular: fifty points, eight rebounds, twelve assists. I mean, I know we're talking about Nikola Jokic, but just like think about it for a second: uh, a steal and three blocks, one turnover. I mean, this guy is the the centerpiece of that Nuggets yeah. offense very clearly. I mean, just think: a center who could have a fifty point, twelve assist game. Pretty good. I mean, he's two uh, rebounds away from. I uh, wish. I mean, of course, you know, maybe his teammates could uh, let him grab some more boards. I mean, give him that triple double. He was two uh, rebounds away from a fifty-point triple double. A center, Nikola Jokic. I mean, it, it is kind of mind blowing when you think about it. I think. Yeah, but I mean, everybody knows what Nikola Jokic is up to out there. You're absolutely right, but I mean, the skill level uh, he has in uh, operating the offense at his size. I mean, it's it's incredible to watch, even in the modern NBA. I mean, I feel like, you know, you don't watch a uh, broadcast involving Nikola Jokic, Nuggets, or the opposing team where they don't talk about, like, how he's one of the best big passing big men of all time. Yeah, and it's it, true. It's, like, undeniable, which is an amazing thing to be witnessing uh, at this point in his career. I mean, he's, uh, what, 26 now, I think? So I mean, Yeah, I mean, right if you look the at the beginning of his career, he's like, okay. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know about the okay, okay part of it, but I mean, certainly he's uh, he's he's really stepped things up as uh, as his career has gone on. Yeah, he was actually solid at the beginning of his career. Definitely, but I mean, look at those uh, those assist numbers, for instance. I mean, you know, in terms of like his confidence operating the offense and and the Nuggets' confidence in turning the offense yeah. over to him, and his scoring as well. I mean, it's really, I mean, it, it's gone through the roof this year. I mean, he's you know his uh, field goal attempts are way up. 
He's shooting uh, the three ball as well as he ever has. And, uh, you know, he's averaging over 27 points per game so far yeah. this year. I mean, t- 27 points per game, 11 and a half rebounds and 8.6 assists. I mean, come on. Yeah, and three personal fouls, 3.8 turnover. And I know I've talked to him before, and he really enjoys the uniforms he wears on the Nuggets. I don't know where that's coming from, but uh, <laughs> that that's uh, an interesting note, I, I suppose. Let's move on to talk about some other players this week. Nicole Jokic okay. was my uh, player of the week as well, despite the Nuggets going one and two this week. It was a, a tough choice. There were a bunch of really outstanding performances this week, but he certainly was among them. Yeah. Um, you you want to mention um, Fred Van Vliet? Yeah, let's talk about Fred Van Vliet. One of, one of my favorite players out there. I think I uh, just love his style of play, and he went off this week. Yeah. 54 points, three boards, three two steals, three steals, no, two assists, three steals, three blocks, one turnover. The all-time record for an undrafted player in a single game, 54 points. And also the all-time record for um, for the Raptors as well. For the Raptors. And he beat out Moses Malone, who I had no idea was undrafted. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a different situation uh, at at that point. But, uh, yeah, Fred Van Vliet with with a career game. And, I I mean, you know – I think with Fred Van Vliet, I mean, you know, not much comes easy to him in terms of uh, the shot opportunities yeah. that he gets. He's got to work for everything and to uh, go 17 out of 23 from the floor. That's mind boggling. Yeah. 11 out of 14 from three. I mean, get out of town. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I watched the highlights from that game. I mean, the, I mean, I was watching the um, magic announcers and they were like, Oh boy, like they, they were impressed on the, on the amount of threes. He was like popping from way out. So. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta check out some highlights of that one. And I mean, it, it's worth repeating. I mean, three steals and three blocks on top of everything yeah. else he did in that game. I mean, boy, talk, talk about doing it all. Yeah, that's a monstrous game from Fred Lambley. All right, let, let's keep talking here. Some big games this week from Luka Doncic. Yes, tied his career high. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as you mentioned uh, moments ago, uh, the Mavericks' struggles uh, this yeah. season haven't been doing great. I know it's been frustrating for Luca. Came through last night in a big way as we record this on on Sunday, uh, the seventh of February. Yeah, beating Golden State, uh, not succumbing to a, an incredible Steph Curry performance, which we can get to in just a moment. Uh, Luka Doncic coming through with forty-two points, seven rebounds, eleven assists, and it's almost like, you know, with Luca. Is, is that even like an exceptional night relative to what he usually does? I mean, the, this no. guy's putting up huge numbers every night. 42 points, ties his career high, as you mentioned. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah. – uh, Should another, have scored one more basket. Yeah, just another night at the office for uh, Luka Doncic. I'm sure we're going to see him exceed that 42-point career high uh, before too long. Yeah, probably this season. Yeah. All right, so let's get to uh, to that Steph Curry game last night. I mean, this guy was up to no good. Yeah, he was. He was up to no good. Just 11 from 19 from three and 57 points, two boards, five assists, and two steals. Okay. That was uh, that was 57 points from Steph Curry. Last yeah, time. I think we can move on. I mean, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Steph having an amazing season. I mean, this uh, you know he's obviously right back in the uh, in, in the crosshairs, the center the centerpiece of yeah. um, the Warriors' offense. 38 point game this week. A 57 point game this week. I mean, it's exceptional when uh, Steph gets up over 50, but, uh, you know, you certainly are never never totally stunned to see him uh, have a monster shooting night like that. Yeah, I actually um, saw a video of somebody doing the Steph and Curry step back three, and I tried it too. Yeah, Mills is, uh, is working on his, uh, his Steph step back, so uh, look for that before too long. He's working on it right now. 
Uh, all right, so let's talk about some other career highs that we uh, we came across this week. Uh, Nikola Vucevic got up to uh, 43 points and 19 boards against the Bulls this week. Yeah, that I mean, that's a career high too. I mean, that's that's a great game. I mean, he's I mean, he's got to be putting up games like that if he wants his Magic team to have a chance at the bottom of the playoffs. It's true. I mean, the, the Magic are pretty overmatched right now. But uh, the Bulls are a good team to get healthy against uh, without Wendell Carter right now. Not a lot of resistance for a big like uh, like Nikola Vucevic. But, uh, you know, another, you know, you just got to keep in mind how yeah. productive this guy is in the league right now. They actually got destroyed last night. It's going to happen if you're on the Magic these days. The uh, state of the roster is, uh, is is not great. Yeah. Uh, let's also mention uh, Kelly Oubre. This guy was, uh, was popping this week. Yeah, I was like. I like looked at the highlights and I like looked at the um, the videos and I was like, "Ooh, Kelly Oubre, forty points!" <laughs> yeah, pretty impressive work out of him. I mean, seven and, out of ten from three in that game. Yeah, and then I was like, uh, "Am I facing him in fantasy?" And then, yep. And then, oh no. <laughs> That's always a tough break. Uh, yeah, not likely to get too many uh, forty-point games out of Kelly Oubre, but when he's on a heater like that, uh, you know, Warriors will certainly take it. Yeah, I mean, he was bomb threes too. Absolutely, ten from. Seven from ten. He yeah, just, he just got hot. That that's that's super hot, and he has got it in him. Uh, speaking of uh, hot, Demata Sabonis, this guy, uh, thirteen for fifteen, setting a uh, career high with thirty-two points on uh, on the second, and the next night, setting another career high with thirty-three. Yeah, and um, that's pretty nice. But I mean, you what you would want more than thirty-three for a career high for him. I agree. A, I mean, a bit surprising. Yeah, I mean, LaMelo Ball, who we'll talk about in a second, already has a higher career high. It's true. I mean, you would definitely think based on uh, Demontis' game that he would have some night where he made just, you know, more field goals than that. Yeah. And got an opportunity to get into the mid-30s. But, you know, it, it'll probably happen at some point. Yeah. So let's uh, let, let's do talk about LaMelo Ball. Yeah, I mean, 34 points, four boards, eight assists, two steals, one block, zero turnovers, career high, 34 points against the Utah Jazz. 14 from 27 from the field, nine from, four from nine from three. I mean, Big time. Yeah. In in the starting lineup. And, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. For, I think he's locked by now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Terry Rozier came back. He'd been out uh, initially giving LaMelo the opportunity to get into the lineup. But, um, you know, even with Terry Rozier returning, LaMelo still in the mix there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard bye to put bye him back. Bye bye, Devontae. Bye bye, Devontae Graham. It's going to be pretty hard to put him back on the bench at this point. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, let's also talk Malik Monk. This guy uh, went off. Yeah, I mean, that game, I mean, 36 points, five boards, two assists, and a career-high 36 points. I mean, that was a great game. He hit a very clutch three down the end of that game against um, the Heat. Big time, big time, yeah. I mean, Malik Monk, I mean, you know, he has it in him. I mean, but that was uh, the most we've ever seen from uh, from Malik Monk from a perfection perspective. Yeah. Uh, so, are there other guys you want to uh, want to note from this uh, this past week? I mean, I, I thought one for perspective was uh, that, that was worth keeping an eye on. James Harden notched his fiftieth uh, career triple double this this yeah. uh, week. Actually, a bunch of triple doubles. James Harden, LeBron James, I think. I'm not. Sh- yeah, I think um, a bunch of players got triple doubles. John Collins had his career high. Nas Reed had his career high. Nas Reed had. 29 and then 21. Yeah, some impressive work out of Nas Reed. I mean, he's definitely getting the ball in. Yeah, a bunch of players with um, high-scoring games, including, like, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry had a triple-double. Yeah, a lot of good games this week, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Joel Embiid getting into the 30s uh, three times this week. I mean, you know, consistently uh, 
uh, putting the ball in. I did want to mention, uh, you know, regarding those triple doubles. I mean, for perspective's sake, I mean, as I mentioned, uh, James Harden getting his 50th career triple double today. Yeah. Very impressive stuff. Giannis with his 21st career triple double. Kyle Lowry with his 17th. Um, LeBron James. It's, it's 96. The career triple double. I mean, whoa. Yeah. It's uh, that, that's big time, and uh, you know, as a point of reference as well, we mentioned uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, that would have been his forty uh, seventh career triple double. So I mean, think I mean, I, I that was a surprise to me. Uh, he has forty six triple doubles already. James Harden has fifty. I, I would have thought there was a bigger gap there. Yeah, it's uh, pretty impressive stuff. But then, then you think about Nikola Jokic's game, and it's like, how, how is this guy not getting triple doubles all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, with the number of assists that he gets, I'm, you know, being a big... I mean, look at his player. averages this season. 11 rebounds, 8 assists. I mean, uh, more like actually 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 27 points. Yeah, he's close to averaging a triple-double right now. I mean, he could do it yeah. for the season. I mean, it, it's it's right there. It, it's definitely possible. For sure. Yeah, pre- pretty amazing stuff out of uh, out of our player of the week, uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, just wanted to mention one last thing here with um my man... Alex Len, 18 points, three boards, two assists, two steals, five blocks. Yeah, you know, we we, we definitely uh, shed some tears uh, earlier in the year as Alex Len was released. But, uh, you know, he's caught back on with the uh, with the Nationals, and uh, it's good to see him, uh, you know, getting it done. Yeah, also, um, one last thing here. Uh, I just wanted to mention Malik Monk. I mean, Malik Beasley with averaging 20 points a game so far this season. Yeah, that's that's a, it's a good note. I mean that uh, that Timberwolves team, as we mentioned, has been uh, pretty terrible this year. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of opportunity there. Carl Towns has been missing from the mix there for uh, you know a lot of the season, and yeah, um, yeah Malik Beasley picking up some of that slack. Just oh, wanted to mention a couple of injuries now. Well, just a c- couple more things on, on, oh, on yeah. games this week. I just wanted to uh, get in uh, the twenty twenty only one from this past week. It okay. was uh, our man Andre Drummond. Uh, you know, man. Not, nothing new there. Uh, yeah. with Twenty-five and twenty-two against uh, against those Timberwolves. And uh, gotta mention this. I mean, really shocking performance from Bradley Beal. Yeah, seven points, three boards, three assists, three steals, and um, one field goal. Since he hasn't done that since twenty sixteen. So good accomplishment, Bradley Beal. Yeah, uh, one for fourteen from the floor. I mean, like you know, everyone's gonna have a night like that sometimes, but uh, yeah. You know, kind of not really. I mean, like, you know, for, for a player as good as Bradley Beal to have a night like that, definitely unusual. Yes. Right, so let's uh, let, let's take a real quick break here, and we'll come back and uh, talk about uh, some of the injuries from this week and, and wrap up the show. So we also wanted to uh, address some of the uh, unfortunate injuries news from, uh, from this past week. There are definitely some uh, big names who uh, sustained injuries. They're going to have them out for a little bit. Let's uh, chat a little bit about those guys. Yeah, um, Aaron Gordon, Christian Wood. Yeah, so, I mean, Aaron Gordon uh, set to miss uh, at least four to six weeks. It's going to be another big hit to the Magic. I mean, yeah. their uh, forward rotation uh, really taking some uh, taking a ma- massive beating, I mean, in addition to Markel Fultz being out. So they really, only have, like, James Ellis. Yeah, I mean, really playing with a skeleton crew at this point. So, uh, you know, you would imagine the uh, Magic will continue their, uh, their ascent uh, or descent down the standings, uh, ascent up the uh, uh, draft, lo- the lottery odds. Yeah. Um, as uh, as the season progresses, without another key piece, Christian Wood, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Yeah. Uh, um, right ankle sprain. I mean, he's uh, you know week to week right now. It sounds like so the yeah. Rockets missing a big piece of their offensive picture at the moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also um, Larry Nance Jr., George Hill. Yeah, I mean, Larry Nance Jr. and uh, George Hill both expected to miss at least four weeks here. George Hill obviously yeah. playing out the string kind of with the Thunder. The hope is that he'll be uh, healthy enough to be traded before the, you know, he'll be back before the deadline so he can go somewhere yeah. uh, where they're trying to win and where he can be useful. But uh, Larry Nance Jr., you know, part of a surprisingly good Cavs team this year and has been a big part of uh, what they've been doing on defense, especially. We noted uh, recently he was like right at the top of the league in uh, steals. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they'll obviously miss him over the course of the next uh, four to six weeks and give uh, some other guys an opportunity to get in there. Yeah. Um, also, Myers Leonard, left shoulder, out for season. Yeah, he left his shoulder, uh, like, you know, in, in a hotel, I think. And, uh, and <laughs> Mills, uh, Mills, Mills pushing me there. Actually talking about his left shoulder, if, if you can believe that. Um, yeah, he's got an issue with his left shoulder. I had a surgical procedure done on it. And, uh, yeah, he's going to miss the rest of the season. Hopefully he'll still be able to uh, be on the bench uh, pumping up his, his uh, squad as he recovers from surgery. And, uh, ah! yeah, definitely one of the uh, most uh, energetic uh, bench guys. Spe the, uh, at uh, least, especially, yeah, especially yeah. the bubble. Really, really showed out on the, uh, the Heat's uh, run to the finals last year as a, a good teammate. and uh, Played a bunch, too. Yeah, he played well. Not not once the the playoffs were uh, were involved, but played played a bunch. Uh, yeah, in the time leading up to that, and you know has been, has been a quality NBA player at times. Yeah. So also just some uh, some smaller injuries to note with uh, OG Ananobi, Mike Conley, and, <laughs> and Mike Conley, uh, OG Ananobi, who's uh, yeah set to be out for uh, for a week or so with the left calf strain, and uh, Mike Conley also dealing with some at least day to day stuff, yeah. uh, keeping him out of the lineup, probably uh, not playing in the. Uh, Madney today, uh, the Super Bowl avoiding uh, game um, where the uh, Jazz are going to take on the Pacers here in uh, short order. We're going to go watch that. We're going to uh, we're going to get out of here and uh, enjoy some NBA basketball. Uh, Just a last thing here, um, Derek Rose. He um, he wants out of Detroit, and so the Pistons. I think. Yeah, that's a great great point. I meant to get to that as well. Uh, yeah, some reporting coming out of out of the Pistons uh, and and. Relatedly, the uh, the Knicks that the uh, that the Pistons and Derrick Rose are in agreement that uh, they should move on. Be interesting to see what they can get back for him at this point. I know there was some talk that they were looking for a first round pick for him last year. I don't think that's in any way realistic now, but uh, they ought to be able to get a second rounder for him. So I would imagine he'll be on the move in one way or another before too long. The Pistons don't yeah. really need him at this point. Yeah, maybe get like a second rounder and some young player or something. Yeah, we saw. And, yeah, there was some talk in uh, you know around the Knicks where the Pistons might be interested in like Kevin Knox or uh, you know Frank Telekina or something like that. Manuel quickly. Yeah, I, I don't think they're getting Manuel quickly. That that would be a dream scenario for uh, for this Piston fan. But yeah, I don't don't see that happening. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to keep tabs on that as well. So thanks for uh, making that note. Yeah. So um, hope you enjoyed. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back again uh, in a few days with another uh, player-specific podcast episode. Yep. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, if you uh, have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us at uh, BarnardsOnTheNBA at uh, gmail.com or at BarnardsOnNBA on, uh, on, on Twitter. Remember, BarnardsOnNBA. Yes, that's, uh, that's correct. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye.